Ahaba and blessings. Welcome to this episode of Hold the Shahina. This is a podcast that is offered, created to allow us to expand in our remembrance of who we are and who we came here to be, to integrate, to awaken, to embody the infinite light of our soul. I am your host. My name is Arya. I am a Reiki master, energy and sound healer, and an ordained Magdalene priestess. And I am here to guide you through this episode. This episode is the continuation of a series of three that focuses on our light body. So the first episode was about the root, sacral, and solar plexus chakras the energetic centers in the lower triangle. The second one is focused on the heart and the high heart. And this one is focusing on our throat, our third eye, and our crown chakra. These would be the upper triangle. So the purpose of this series is to really bring our awareness to where we are either in alignment or out of alignment. And remember that there is, it's very rare for ever, any being, um, unless you're a super high multidimensional light being, um, to be completely balanced at any point in time. There's always, we are human, we are living in a physical density, so our energy shifts in either in alignment, in resonance, in or against resonance, um, with whatever is going on in our lives. Now, the purpose of our experience here on earth is to master our frequency, to master our abilities to transmute and alchemize energy. And how do we transmute and alchemize energy? We transmute energy by bringing it to our awareness, feeling it, and allowing it to shift. And I know that it might seem a little simplistic, overly simplistic. However, it really is that simple. The more that we stuff down emotions, the more that we stuff down our feelings, whatever comes up for us, what's going to happen is that energetically, we start creating imprints in our energy field. And the more that we resist, judge, guilt, shame ourselves, the more that we create um, a relationship of push and pull with whatever it is that we are seeking to resist or to not acknowledge or to not feel. And then that creates a little bit of stuckness or a lot of stuckness, a blockage in our energy field. And over time, these unresolved emotions, traumas, whatever they be, these frequencies that we choose to ignore and stuff under the rug until it's a mountain under the rug in front of us, it makes its way into the physical realm. And when it makes its way into the physical, we can experience it as pain, discomfort, dis-ease in our physical body. So everything has a root cause. Everything has an energetic component to it. Our physical body is an energetic template. And 
our body is simply a physical, tangible image of it. So energy is real. Energy is important. And the more that we allow ourselves to truly acknowledge whatever is going on with us, the more we can heal and the easier it becomes to heal. So as I mentioned, we're focusing on the upper triangle. This is the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakra. And the throat really is, um, so the throat, I mentioned this in the first episode of this series, the throat is connected to the yesod, to the womb chakra, to the sacral. If you, if you were to see, and I, I did see this myself, um, when I had a nodule in, on my vocal cords, I, they took an, an image of my vocal cords by putting a camera down up my nose, down my throat. It, it was not very comfortable, <laughs> but they, they put, um, this camera and they took a picture of my vocal cords. And the first thing I, I said, when I, I saw my vocal cords, I'm like, that looks just like the opening of the cervix. And your vocal cords do look like the opening of your cervix. And when you, when you take an inhale and you breathe to expel air and bring out sound, like the sound that I'm expelling, expressing through my voice, through my, through the vibration of my vocal cords, what is happening is that my vocal cords are vibrating and they can vibrate at a higher frequency or they can vibrate at a lower frequency. At a lower frequency, they, they are vibrating and oscillating slower than at a higher frequency. So if you were to hear me sing my soprano notes, my voice would be vibrating very, very quickly. And I don't want to blow out these speakers by attempting to hit a high note right now. Um, so it is really important for us to, number one, acknowledge the connection. So our womb is the place from which we create. It's the storehouse of our emotions. We hold a lot of trauma, a lot of memories, past lives, all of that in our womb space, which is why it's very important, male or female, doesn't matter. It's just that if you're a female, you have a physical womb. If you are in a male incarnation, you only have an energetic womb. But regardless, this creative storehouse is there. So if we refuse, if we deny ourselves the, the opportunity to transmute whatever is going on in our womb space, then what we're going to be doing is we're going to be creating from a place of of lack of disharmony from our traumas, basically. And the throat, similarly, is the the energetic, it corresponds to the energetic template. It's, it's called the etheric template. So traumas, patterns, limiting beliefs are also held up here in this energy field that corresponds to the throat chakra. And this chakra is how we express our our voice, our soul into the world. It's how we birth worlds using our words. So it's the center for self-expression, our communication, the communicating of our truth to the world. It It is really about expressing the light of our soul through our voice, giving our 
voice, our, our soul, our heart, the ability to express itself into the material world. So this is the first gateway that is the gateway to the higher chakras, to higher wisdom, to, to the consciousness, the shifting of the consciousness from the material and the physical world. So it's, it's that gateway. So the throat, just like the womb, is an energetic gateway through which the immaterial manifests into the material. Spirit is born and birthed as a human, baby. Same with our throat. We birth ideas and creations into the world through our voice. And it is the chakra that develops later in life. It develops from ages about 28 to 35. And it is really all about our communication. So in the tree of life, there are two sephirots that correspond to this, um, to this chakra. It is the hesed and the kebuda. Kebuda and hesed. And the color, of course, is blue. And the seed mantra for this is hum. And that is a seed mantra in the Vedic literatures. So it is all about unity. This, this uh, energetic center is about the ethers. The sound frequency is 741 hertz. So if you want to listen to some beautiful music um, on YouTube at 741 hertz, this will help um, expand your throat chakra and your ability to manifest using the word. So in the tree of life, the Hesed represents our humanity. It represents humanity's aspiration for compassion and grace. How beautiful is that? So it's our ability to express compassion, to express grace, to allow the higher feelings, love to really birth forth from us. Gebuda corresponds to summoning our inner strength. This is the sphere that governs change and decisions. It raises our consciousness, our awareness, and it, it symbolizes the ethical use of our power. So how interesting that the throat chakra, the energetic center that is the throat, has two separate sephirots that correspond to it. And one of them has to do with the ethical use of our power. And that would be the power of the word and summoning that inner strength to find that balance. So it's, it's really the, the energetic center that allows us to birth, to have the wisdom and the strength, the inner fortitude to birth the world's through the lens of compassion and grace and love. That is incredibly beautiful. So it is a chakra that I, as I mentioned, I had um, nodules on my vocal cords when I was, how old was I? I had to be in my early 20s. And um, my opera teacher at the time, she sent me to this specialist at NYU um, and he was amazing. But she's amazing too. So, excuse me while I take some, a sip of tea. 
So as I was saying, I had issues with my throat chakra, with not expressing my truth, not allowing for the full and authentic expression of my soul. And it really did have impact my creation, my creative abilities. And it's interesting how I recently had my vocal cords scanned because I got, um, I got an upper respiratory thing due to um, mold in the house that I was living in, in Los Angeles. And I'm incredibly sensitive to mold. So it was really, I was really not good. And I was very worried about my voice because I know that I had this nodule on my throat. So I went in to, I, like, I didn't even want to go to a regular doctor. And I'm not the type to go to a doctor, period. Um, but because I, you know, I know how to heal the body. I know herbs. I, I go, I always go the holistic route before I go into see any kind of specialist. But I was like, okay, this is mold. I don't know what's going on. I really need to see the state of my voice, my vocal cords. So I went in and at first it was like, no, you know, you should just go see a GP and they can give you some antibiotics. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want antibiotics. I don't want a GP. I want a specialized doctor who specialized in ear, nose and throat, upper respiratory. Like that's what I want because I need to see, I need him to stick that camera in and show me what my vocal cords look like and if there's been any damage to them. So I go in, first he's like, no, you don't need to. I'm like, yes, I do. Like, you're going to do, like, I'm paying you. You're going to scan my vocal cords. So he scanned my vocal cords. And thankfully, there was nothing seriously wrong. It was just some inflammation. It it really, it was nothing that couldn't be resolved um, the way I was doing it. With my herbs, with um, rest, with taking care of my body and doing my energy work. So thankfully that was the case. And my vocal cords, what I didn't realize was my vocal cords, there were no nodules in on my vocal cords, none. And I was like, oh my God, there are no nodules. That was the first thing I saw. And I was like, that's wonderful. And granted, it's been like 20 years since I had, since I first saw that. And the doctors then told me, well, you know, you can go on vocal rest, you know, like, but the nodules they may resolve. They probably won't. Like they really didn't like give me like, okay, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, then the nodules will go away. But this was like before I really began my journey of healing my body and really stepping into my power and stepping into my healing gifts. So I, at that point, I definitely still was kind of fighting myself on what I needed to be doing and how I needed to heal my body. So I was so excited when I saw that my throat issues had resolved. Like my, I mean, aside from like a little irritation due to mold, my, like the physical nodule, nodules, because I had two, were gone. And so these are the signs of an underactive, overactive, out of balance chakra, um, throat chakra. So there's fear and struggle around expressing ourselves. Check. Unable to speak our truth. Check. Feeling as if one is not heard. Check. Inability to stand up and advocate for ourselves. Check. Shyness and timidity. Um, That's not really a a check for me, but it might be for you. Um, Feeling withdrawn. Check. Tendency to gossip. No, that's not one for me. 
talks too much, often offending others. Definitely not me, but it can happen. That can be an expression of an out of alignment throat chakra. Argumentative, doesn't listen, feels the need to always be right. That one is a check for me or was a check for me. Issues with thyroid, check. Issues with throat, laryngitis, upper respiratory infections, check. So as you can see, I used to have a lot of those checked off. And now, uh, aside from sometimes I feel the need to always be right, <laughs> I'm, I'm really expressing my truth. I'm expressing my, tr- my soul. I'm allowing, I'm allowing my soul to guide me and to lead me and to speak from that place of heart-centeredness and soul alignment. So that explains why my throat nodules are not there anymore which is fantastic. I can't, I'm really grateful that that's the case. So what does an aligned chakra, throat chakra look like? It's authentic. You are expressing yourself. You are allowing yourself to give voice to whatever it is that's in your heart. You are truly allowing yourself to communicate your ideas, your thoughts, your desires, your feelings, and you're doing so in a clear, effective, concise manner with confidence you are communicating from your heart so there's a heart centeredness to the way that you express your truth and it's effortless there is the ability to be assertive verbally when needed there there are healthy boundaries with this alignment in this chakra there is ease around expressing our feelings our needs and our desires there is being true to yourself, being a good and active listener, being peaceful and calm, and being comfortable with asking for what you want and need. And of course, there's the healthy throat, upper respiratory thyroid situation. So it is it is really important for our manifestation, for our ability to create, for all of our energetic centers, in particular this one and, and the womb, to be aligned, to be, to be flowing. And it is, it is the flow of energy. So we don't want the energy to be either stagnant or slow or overactive. It's always a harmonious balance. It's an ebb and a flow. And it's something that we we aim to we aim to just find the harmony within the flow of our energy and sometimes our energy will be a little bit slower because we need to take a breath we need to relax we need to really take care of ourselves we need to nurture ourselves and sometimes our energy will be active and will be all ready to express and and go full steam ahead. And it's important to balance and to honor wherever you're at. Because unless it's giving you some kind of issue and you feel, and you will know this, like you will know if you, if you need work on any, any one of these energetic centers, you will know it. And again, it's not, we don't come at it from a place of wanting to fix something or guilt, or shame, or blame, or, or judging ourselves. 
for whatever it is that we're expressing. No, no, no. We, like the Sefirot in the Tree of Life says, we extend grace and compassion towards ourselves. And we allow ourselves the space to expand and to heal whatever it is that's coming up for us. So there are many ways to heal the throat chakra with herbs, with essential oils, with crystals, with certain foods, with singing. If you are uncomfortable singing um, or expressing or speaking, public speaking is also, you know, a big thing. Like if you're uncomfortable with that, then it might be a good thing for you to kind of get Get those lovingly, put yourself in situations where you can speak out in a group of people and express yourself, express your thoughts from a heart-centered space. That helps you bring back into that alignment. So if you would like me to go into more of the um, physical ways that we can resolve um, any imbalances in these chakras, please do comment below. I welcome those comments. And that's for any of the chakras, whether it's the root chakra or the crown or the heart, it doesn't matter. Um, I will make sure I put that prompt in the show notes. So on to the next chakra. The next chakra is your third eye, the, the Ajna chakra. In the Vedic literature, it is called Brahma's cave. And while we traditionally kind of see it depicted like on the forehead in between the brows, it really is at the center, kind of like the center of our brain where the pineal and pituitary glands are. And it is, it, it's a chakra, all chakras radiate forward and back. So there, so it's kind of like radiating energy all around. And the third eye, of course, is the seat of our intuition, our inner knowing. This is where the solar and the lunar energies unite. So we have kundalini energy that flows through us, our sexual energy. There is the ida and the pingala. These are energies that intertwine from our womb space and intertwine through each of the chakras and basically come into like a cup shape at your third eye and basically kind of centering the crown above that. So the Ajna is, it serves the function of dissolving the veil of illusion that is duality. So actually what's funny is like in last week's episode, I speak about um, the Piscean full moon bringing that awareness and kind of dissolving the veil between what we think is the truth and what is truly the truth. That's the Ajna chakra. And it is... It is the chakra, it is the energy center that gifts us with wisdom and higher consciousness. It is the energetic center for perception and self-realization, the bridge between the mundane physical reality and the subtle realms. And in the Vedic literature, there is no age for this chakra. There, I'm, I know that there are children that are born with this chakra wide open. I'm pretty sure I was one of them. Um, I haven't actually asked my mother for stories about that, but I know that I was highly intuitive from a young age. So, and I know that now there are many children that are being born that can remember past lives. They remember lifetimes, perhaps in other dimensions, they can see and perceive and feel things that most of us are not tuned into. And it is beautiful. It is beautiful to see this awakening and the awakening of these beautiful gifts in so many of us nowadays. So it's um, 
this energetic center, it takes time for us to be able to trust what we feel and intuit to be true. Because there's a lag between the unseen realms and the seen. So oftentimes we don't have physical, tangible evidence of what we are perceiving with our other senses. But it doesn't mean that it's not real. I want to emphasize that. It does not mean that it is not real. Just because you don't have a tangible expression for it yet doesn't mean it's not percolating and manifesting into the physical realm. So the name of this chakra is the Ajna chakra in Sanskrit. Color is indigo and the sephirots are hokma and bina. And the seed mantra is aim or om. And it is, um, it is the element associated with it is light. So how wonderful that in that activation of our light body, we truly are infusing our Ajna chakra with this infinite light of creation. The sound frequency is 852 hertz. So if you would like to listen to YouTubes in the 852 hertz category that allow you to return to your spiritual order, that's what this frequency does. Um, please do so. That is a beautiful practice to, to just have and in your back pocket whenever you feel that you're not perceiving clearly. It's really wonderful. So the sephirot in the tree of life that is chokhmah is associated with seeing through illusion. It allows us to peel back the layers of deception, cloudy thinking, and illusion so that we may reveal the wonder of the universe and we call forth our inner gifts and extraordinary abilities through this. How beautiful. And bina, the other sephirot that corresponds to the third eye, calls us into shifting to higher thinking. The sephirot encourages us to see through our struggles and perceive what we are gaining through them. And that's exactly what our third eye, our perception, our intuition allows us to do. It gives us that higher vantage point from which we can truly see how that struggle, how that trauma, how that drama in our lives serves us. How can we utilize whatever that stuff is, that gunk, and transmute it into fuel for our expansion, for the evolution of our soul, for the full and true expression of our infinite light, of the light of our soul, of our heart. So this it's one of my favorite chakras, but then again, that's just simply because like I, I tend to like being higher in the ethers. So it's probably not a surprise for people that know me and are listening to this. Like, yeah, of course she wants to be in the third eye and higher ether chakras because it's just, it's so lovely and it's a higher frequency and I'm just all about it. So signs of an underactive, overactive third eye chakra. We have a lack of self-awareness. That's, it's important to have self-awareness. So yeah, there is none or very little. Lacking in vision and imagination, we're not connected to our intuition. We're feeling fearful and worried. So there is no trust in the divine. We have issues with our memory, 
a sense of having no direction or we actually have no direction in life. Struggles with decision-making, we don't feel grounded. We experience mental fogginess, a difficulty concentrating. We may suffer from confusion, paranoia, paranoia and delusions, headaches, migraines, or physical symptoms, insomnia, difficulty sleeping, um, problems with our eyes, our vision. So we can see how imbalances energetically percolate into the physical being overly judgmental of self and others and we may experience anxiety and depression so definitely not not comfortable or places of flowing energy would these are not anxiety depression not places where the energy we're allowing the flow of life the prana to really flow and allow us to expand so when we can bring this chakra into alignment we feel connected we are connected to our intuition we're connected to the divine we trust in our inner knowing and our visions and we trust in the divine but that's also crown chakra we're perceptive optimistic imaginative aware self-aware we have a good memory can recall our dreams open-minded insightful embraces truth and change how many of us have been at places where we don't want to change like we're just very fearful of any changes that may come about so we may want to look to our third eye to allow us to trust in the changes that are coming we are able to focus and concentrate with ease and we are able to manifest our desires into reality our dreams we're connected to our inner wisdom and able to self-examine self-reflect without judgment, guilt, or shame. Sometimes I may sound like a broken record when I mention the, no, 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 we don't do judgment, we don't do guilt, we don't do shame in this space. However, this is very true. These, these emotions, these lower frequencies, don't, they don't help us. They don't allow us to align to a truer, fuller expression of ourselves, of our light, of the gifts that we are here to share. They basically keep us small and contained and confined and I don't know anyone who likes to be those things and that brings us to the crown chakra oh the crown chakra so the crown chakra is the chakra that lays at top of our heads it is where the ida and the pingala the masculine the feminine the lunar and solar are unified, creating transcendence of both energies. So this is the space where our connection to the divine happens. This is, this is like our sense of oneness, our sense of transcendence. Our feeling that we are connected and one with all that is. We recognize ourselves in all things as embodiments of divine energy. We are connected to the cosmos. And this chakra has no specific age of development according to the Vedic texts. So it's, um, it's called the Sahasrara in Sanskrit. The colors are violet, white, and gold. And the Sephirot is the Hether. And there is no seed mantra. And the frequency is 963 hertz if you would like to check out YouTube's with this frequency. So the attributes are purity, 
So it's that really that return to the self, that oneness, that wholeness. And it's beyond time and space. So it is really that sense of cosmic expansiveness, that feeling that we are all one with all that is. And it's that feeling that, well, I've had this many times when I go into meditation and when I do some of my practices in particular, this feeling that I don't have a body. I am one with all that is. That is that frequency of the crown chakra. And the the hether, the sefirot that, that um, corresponds to the crown chakra, is the place where we are the closest to unified energy, the ein sof. This is our source, the place where we are descended from and to which we are now ascending. And it is the first manifestation of creation and it represents purity. So... Purity kind of because Judeo-Christian theology has gotten a little bit of a distorted perception. Purity really is its sovereignty. It is that that feeling of oneness, completeness, wholeness, that feeling of like all that is is you and there is no there there is no separation. Like you don't like purity really is is you don't see, you see beyond the illusion of duality. That's it. That's that's the way to express it. We see beyond the illusion of duality into our oneness, into our infinite cosmic multidimensional selves. So signs that we are not, may not be aligned in this chakra. We feel disconnected from God, goddess, source energy. We lack faith, confidence in the divine. We may be pessimistic. We may have feelings of apathy, a lack of direction in life, difficulty connecting with others, feelings of superiority. Yes, that can happen too. Judgmental of others, tendency towards overthinking, spiritually obsessed, difficulty focusing and concentrating, feelings of disconnection and disassociation from our body, feelings of confusion and overwhelm. So, I'm going to come to that feelings of disconnection and disassociation from the body. I remember a conversation that I had with someone who is spiritual and they were talking about how the physical body is, is in a sense, their perspective was that the physical body is a hindrance and we must kind of, uh, kind of just dissolve, abolish, really like separate ourselves because the body is dirty. The body is earthly. It's kind of like what um, what certain Judeo-Christian beliefs hold, that the body is sinful. However, we cannot express the light of our soul in this human incarnation if we don't honor and respect and value the body. The body is the sacred vessel through which your soul chose to incarnate in this particular form to express the light of your soul. So how, if all that is creation has been created and birthed into being by the divine frequencies, by God, goddess, Allah, how can anything made supposedly in God's image be sinful? That's a conundrum. Because the sin, even that concept is the way that we view it as distorted. Because Yeshua, 
spoke of sin as being a separation from your soul, a separation from the divine. So a disconnection, a disassociation from the divine and from yourself. That is sin. That's a very different worldview than the worldview that is currently being expanded, isn't it? So this connection to the divine, this connection to your infinite light, to the light of your soul, to your heart, it allows you to truly have faith and trust that everything is working for you. Everything is working through you. Everything is working in, in tandem to support you in your growth, in your evolution, on your soul journey. And it is, it is wonderful when we feel this alignment and it's something that we have to constantly work on. It's not like, oh, well, we achieved this enlightenment, this nirvana, and we're done. No, that's not the way it works because this human experience is one of where we are constantly being bombarded with different images, different emotions, different, different frequencies. But when we can maintain ours and our alignment to the divine, that's when we are expressing the light of our soul. So some signs of alignment in this energetic center is we have, we're clear, we're, we have clarity. We experience clarity. We are spiritual, creative, trusting. And trusting doesn't mean that you just allow people to take advantage of you. No, we have discernment. The trust is you trust in the divine. You trust in one another because you have the ability to perceive and discern clearly what is in alignment with your soul and what is not. And then we course correct and figure out where it is that we need to be if we are in one of those spaces where we're not in alignment with our soul. So we feel peaceful, connected to oneself and to the divine. There is a feeling of oneness, wholeness, sense of inner wisdom, we are connected to our soul purpose and able to surrender to the divine. We have faith. And that ability to surrender to the divine. I used to have issues with that. Like that used to be like, that used to give my ego severe algebra. Like my ego did not like that. <laughs> my ego was like, what? Nope. That, that doesn't sound like being in control to me. Um, and my ego was funny. We have to laugh at our ego sometimes uh, because it's just, uh, bless our ego. It's only trying to keep us safe. <laughs> However, we are safe when we are, when we know that we are connected to the divine and all that is, we know we are safe. We know we are protected. We know we are divinely guided. We know that everything is unfolding for us. Nothing is happening to us. So it is, um, it's a very interesting way to like look back at yourself. And I hope you can do this as well. Kind of see where, where you were 10, 15, 20 years ago and be like, hmm, that was interesting. And just hold that space of unconditional love for those past iterations of yourself. Because those iterations of yourself they are contained within you now and they are the reason that you are who you are in this moment. So let's take a deep breath. 
and send a blessing and love to those parts of ourselves, especially, especially, and particularly those parts of ourselves that we have always wanted to ostracize and separate from ourselves. Let's send love to those parts. And let's send understanding to ourselves and acknowledge that we've always been doing the best we could under the circumstances and the level of consciousness where where we were at. So I hope that this little journey through the upper chakras kind of served to support you in knowing when you're in alignment, out of alignment, and how to tune back in. And really the benefit of actively working with your energy, of knowing your energy. Because when we know our energy, when we know what our baseline frequency is, it becomes easy for us to see when we are either in alignment or out of alignment. And if we are out of alignment, to course correct and fine tune ourselves so we can come back into alignment, come back into neutrality, come back into that space where we are open to receive. Because whenever any of our energetic centers are out of alignment, it becomes that much more difficult for us to receive the gifts, to see and really receive the wisdom that is coming for us, that is there for us. We, we, don't, we don't process it properly when our light body is not activated, when, our, when, when there's stuff and traumas that we're holding onto for dear life because we feel that we don't know who we will be without it. So it's really, it's up to us to really bring ourselves into that space of, of holding ourselves with love, with compassion, and allowing ourselves to feel whatever it is that needs to come up for us in order for us to heal and to activate those higher frequencies within ourselves and to embody those higher light frequencies in our physical body. Um, And that is what we are here to do. Our physical bodies are our vessel for this dance with the divine, this divine union with Allah, God, goddess, this co-creation. We are adding to creation through our actions, through our thoughts, through our words. We are constantly manifesting worlds. So let's be mindful of what we are manifesting. Let's take our creative power, take our power back, take our creative power back and channel it in the direction of our infinite light, our infinite expansion of soul growth in the direction of service, service to the divine. I thank you so much for taking this time and journey with me. I welcome you and I encourage you to please visit the last two um, podcast episodes on this energetic, um, this light body journey. So this is a series of three. And of course, please take a listen, receive the sound healings that are the companion episodes for these, for these episodes. And I am unveiling the, on 1111, 11 is the number of vibration. It's a master number. On the 1111 portal, I am doing a virtual retreat Um, So I welcome you to check the link in my bio, check the link in the show notes to see if this is something that resonates with you. We're going to be going into Aramaic chanting, Pleiadian activations, mantras, mudras. We are going to be working with energy to master our own resonance and to embody creation through sound. 
and that is the precursor to the light body activation course that I am unrolling in the next few months um, actually in the next month month and a half so that is a beautiful light body activation co course where we are going to activate every energetic center in our tree of life and we're going to really embody that frequency through mantras through movement through sound meditation through celestial meditation through the aramaic language and through sound because everything is sound so i welcome you to take a look at that and join me for ceremony whenever we can because we are always more powerful together so i thank you so much for joining me Ahaba, have a beautiful rest of your day and I am sending you all the love, beloveds. Many blessings to you.